0: Do babies have a natural instinct to sleep?
1: Getting a better understanding of what my partner needed and what my children really needed, that's made a huge difference. Because
0: yes. otherwise I can get a little bit overwhelmed. <laughs> yeah, I think lots of parents can relate to yeah.
1: that. You're listening to Kindling Conversation with Siobhan Hunt.
0: What are the options for contraceptives after pregnancy? Does it matter that your are body has changed, and hormones as well after having a baby. Sneha Watwani is a GP and mum of two girls. They're aged five and seven. And today, we're talking about contraceptives after pregnancy. Hi, Sneha. Hi. Let's start with the biggest myth uh, that people still seem to believe, and that is that breastfeeding is a natural contraceptive.
1: No, it isn't.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And that is how you see pregnant women with babies walking around. (laughs) Absolutely. So where did this come from because it doesn't have at least a uh, a slight
1: Absolutely. Yes, it does have. You, you, it does partially shut down your reproductive cycle um, through the hormone that's released when you lactate, so prolactin, and that does suppress your cycle. Which is why even if women who don't breastfeed after children, they will notice that their periods don't come back for a little while. That's because prolactin is still being produced. It reduces an amount if you don't use the breast milk and keep stimulating the breast, which is what happens when you breastfeed. Um, so So the prolactin hormone, yes, that does kind of suppress the rest of your cycle. So you will not have periods when you breastfeed, generally speaking. But that doesn't mean that it stops ovulation fully and a few rogue eggs may break through and you still may fall pregnant. Right.
0: And often as a new parent, that is not how quickly you want to go into number two or three, whatever it is. So um, what are the options available to women?
1: So there's a few options available Um normally when you see your GP at the six or eight week baby check um, and postnatal check there may be that Having a discussion about contraception really isn't on your mind. Uh, things are still healing. The thought of sex is quite repulsive. And so you really don't want to talk about it, especially when we start thinking about things like intrauterine devices or IUDs uh, or even the implants and injections. So for lots of women in that immediate postnatal period, they want something easy that they can dip into and not have to worry about too much. And for this, the progesterone only pill is a really good option. So this is a pill without estrogen and the reason we use that is because if you've got a baby boy and we give you a pill with estrogen in it, we could cause them to become a little bit more feminine than we would like. Um, So we use a progesterone only pill which might be called the mini pill. Um, And with that, uh, you take it every day, you don't have a break, you don't have the magic sugar pills. And generally speaking, uh, during the postnatal period, most women won't bleed either. The only downside to it is that you do have to take it within the same two hours every day. Um, So that can catch women out here and there, especially with erratic lifestyles. Though when the baby's quite young and you're on a feeding schedule, it can actually be quite manageable um, as well.
0: Um, And following on from that, what other types of contraceptives can they use? Let's say after the first six months and their cycle comes back on, and let's just say they haven't been using that pill, what can they
1: use? So um, really it depends on whether they're breastfeeding or not. If they're breastfeeding, then again, the combined pill isn't really an option for them. But great options for women who've um, had children are the long-acting reversible contraceptives. So these sound quite scary when we talk about them being long-acting. But the great thing about them is they last for for a significant period of time, sometimes three months, sometimes three years, sometimes five years, sometimes 10 years. Uh, But the great thing about that is that even though they last that long, when we remove them, they are very reversible. So you go back to your normal fertility really quite quickly, which can be very different to taking the combined pill, for example. You can take that for a year or two and then when you want to come off it and go back to your normal cycle it can take up to a year for ovulation to return and that isn't the case with the longer acting contraceptives. Why is that? So the reason for that is really with the longer acting contraceptives, we're using lower doses of hormone for a longer period of time. Certainly when we um, are using the IUDs, so the non-hormonal IUD or even the Mirena, um, these are localised hormones or not at all. So we're not affecting your ovulation. We're using the contraceptive mechanism in a different way.
0: Okay. You're listening to Kindling Conversation. I'm speaking with Sneha Wadwani. She's a GP and mother of two girls aged five and seven. She's passionate about uh, women's health and has come in to talk to us about contraception after you've had your baby, whether it's your first, your second, wherever you're at. It is a little bit different, particularly if you're breastfeeding, as Sneha pointed out. Um, Another thing that some women can experience um, after they've had their babies is postnatal depression, potentially uh, postnatal anxiety, which occasionally needs medicine um, to support it and to help them feel better. Is there any um, anything they should be aware of in terms of uh, it, that drug's interactivity with uh, a
1: contraceptive? So not necessarily the medication interacting uh, with the hormones that you might be taking, but certainly it's it's good to be mindful of that mood disturbance because certain hormones can make mood worse. So the progesterone hormones. So for example, if I had a lady who was having postnatal depression or postnatal anxiety, low mood, I might not suggest what we call a systemic hormone for her. So I might try and stay away from the pill or any of the injectables or the implant. I might offer her something a little bit more locally acting or non-hormonal altogether. So you really want to be mindful so that you don't exacerbate the situation.
0: I have found that GPs don't necessarily encourage the use of condoms. And when they talk about contraception, it always feels like perhaps that's not as safe as some people think. Am I right in that?
1: So you're right, absolutely. Even when used 100%, uh, condoms are only about 80% effective. and on top of that the reality is most of the time they're not used correctly they're not going on at the beginning and they're not coming off at the end they're usually going on halfway through which means that you're opening your chances to falling pregnant. Having said all that, you know, there are a group of women and there's lots of them in this group who've had a normal vaginal delivery and they are thinking about having another child soon-ish and there's no reason why they need to go any definitive contraception um, to delay another pregnancy. So they might use condoms for six months, a year, two years even, knowing all the while that they may fall pregnant but they're not too worried about that. So I think there's definitely Definitely a role for it um, and again it all comes down to choice and your family planning.
0: Where are we at with the male pill?
1: <laughs> Miles away, <laughs> forget it.
0: <laughs> damn it, damn it. I must admit that um, with those sorts of contraceptives whether it's the pill or the marine or anything like that, the thing that always concerns me is that I will have to get used to uh, something affecting my body, my moods i'll have to and I'll have to let it go for a couple of months before I know that I'm okay with that. Is that an unfounded fear, or is it true to say that most things that you try in that range that you describe, so the pills or the injections or things like the marina or an i d well not an IUD, but with the others
1: um is it fair to say that you would have to wait a little while to see? Generally speaking, yes. Um, But for certain of those contraceptives like the Mirena, the gains potentially are far greater than the... Discomfort or the inconvenience of getting used to it. So I think one thing that people forget about or overlook quite a lot with the Mirena is that seventy percent of women who have this put in end up with no periods, which is quite fabulous. Oh, you kidding? Yes, <laughs> <laughs> yes, I say. And on top of that, you know, the the device is available on the PBS. So. Basically, you're going to pay $38 for the contraceptive device versus how much you would pay for a contraceptive pill, which is a lot more. Yes, your fitting costs may be greater because you have to have it fitted by a professional who's able to do it. But still, if you extrapolate that over the five years that you can keep it in, minus the cost of sanitary wear... Uh, then actually it becomes a very cost-effective and convenient contraceptive device.
0: Okay, I have two rather ignorant questions, but I'm just playing devil's advocate here. So when you said that women fitted with marina may end up without having any period at all, uh, there's a suspicious part of me that goes... Is that natural? (laughs) I don't want them. I'm quite happy not to have
1: them. But part of me is like, oh, I don't know about that. (laughs) How would you respond to that question? So my answer would be absolutely, it's fine. And the reason it's fine is because we're not shutting down your cycle it's really interesting. When you tell people to take the contraceptive pill, they're quite happy because once in every four weeks, they take some sugar pills and they bleed and they think they're having a period. But actually, they're not. They're just withdrawing from the hormones that are in the active pills in their packet. So in in effect, that's worse than using the Mirena because you are actually shutting down the cycle and turning off ovulation. With the Mirena, you're not doing that at all. The hormone that's released is purely released in the lining of the womb. And so what's happening is that the endometrium or the lining of the womb that we shed when we have a period is getting thinner and thinner and thinner. And so what happens with that is when it comes to that part of your cycle, you're actually not bleeding because there's nothing to shed, not because your cycle's not working. Some women do stop ovulating on the Mirena, but the numbers are few compared to those who don't.
0: And uh, I've heard that one of the side effects um, has been actual heavier bleeding or non-stop bleeding. Is that a common side effect?
1: So it kind of depends how your periods are to start with. So those women who have really horrible, heavy periods, I always counsel them that, look, you know, this probably implies that the lining of your womb is quite thick and so it may take time for the progesterone to do its job and thin out the lining of the womb. So some women may have spotting for the first sort of four months or so whilst that process happens and then usually they end up with nothing at all or very sparing periods. So we can almost guarantee that you'd have better periods if not none at all. Now with the non-hormonal IUD, so the copper devices, yes with those you're more likely to have heavier bleeding uh, but no more frequently. The other
0: ignorant question I had to ask. A friend of mine um, had a marina fitted and she said that, oh, you know, I don't have to worry about it for the next five years or 10 years. And I'm like, are you kidding me? I would
1: forget after a year. Like, how do you remember that you need to get it changed? So you've got to remember that we are seeing women, usually with their children, um, if you're seeing your doctor regularly anyway. um, Cervical screening brings you in to be reviewed um, and various other things. So. I think you'll find that you have contact with your GP enough that that would be reminded um, to you. In addition, I mean, I conventionally, when I give you know when I fit the Mirena there is a little credit card that sits in your wallet and it tells you the date that you need to change it so that helps as well but I haven't had a woman forget yet.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's because they're still in the 10-year period. Um, Sneha there's so much uh, interesting stuff there thank you so much for speaking with us. You're welcome. That's Sneha Wadwani she's a GP and mum of two girls.
1: You've been listening to Kindling Conversation. If you enjoyed it there's plenty more where that came from.